This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work, a movement that seeks to inspire, equip, and ignite leaders to advance God's kingdom through their influence in the marketplace. Find out more at www.kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we talk all things women. That's forward women, forwardwomen.org. But before we get to our show, really want to thank you for being a listener and to ask you to engage with us. We would love to hear from you. Iworkforhim.com. Click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. Join the I Work For Him Nation. Be part of the change that you want in your workplace by praying for those that you work alongside each and every day, looking for ways to serve them, looking for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace, but all along being a person of excellence because Christ followers in a workplace should be the best, the brightest, the number one employee in their position Mm -hmm. in their workplace. But Martha, we'd also like them to call us. We would, Jim. So we have a I Work For Him listener line, and that is 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And they especially want to note that today because we will be giving away a copy of Be Refreshed, which is a daily devotional by Diane Pattison, founder of Forward Women, and several of our contributors including our guest on the show today. And this is a very, very special devotional because it is set for the woman in the workplace to help her grow in um, where she is at. And so our listener line again is 866-713-9675. Hey, I think it's also important to note we're videoing this radio show. Video, you, videoing. We're videoing yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. We're creating, what else would you call it? I don't know. We're creating a video of it, and it'll be on our YouTube channel. Just look for I Work For Him out there on YouTube. All right, so let me just lay it out for you this way. Mm-hmm. This will come as no shock to you, but there are more women in the workplace than men. Now, when I say that, I'm talking about being paid for what they do each and every day that they work. There are tons more women that are at home raising families and managing households, and believe me, that's real work. 55% of the paid workforce is women. But we've noticed over the last five and a half years that women have a big, there's a big gap out there for women in the faith and work movement. The majority of the faith and work focused ministries are ministering to and discipling and mentoring men. So we wanted to help you, our I Work Frame audience, identify and find some of these ministries that are out there specifically designated for women. And we've identified one this week, all week long. We're focused on specifically this issue of women in the workplace and the ministries that touch their lives. Today's show was made possible through a strategic partnership between I Work For Him and ForwardWomen.org. Forward Women is a ministry operating in 24 plus cities in the United States, as well as internationally. Forward Women is specifically focused on connecting, leading, and supporting women in the workplace to reach their God given potential, both personally, not both, personally, physically, wow, personally, professionally, and spiritually. That's That's what Forward Women is all about. Make sure you check them out online, forwardwomen.org. And without further ado, we'd like to introduce you the chair of Forward Women, Kelly Thurman. Welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you kindly. It's great to be here. Well, we're excited to have you here, and we really want to make sure that we get a chance to just really hear from your heart. So why don't you just tell us, though, first, as we do with every guest, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? You know, I moved from Manhattan down to Texas and was raised in, the, in a Catholic faith. But when I moved here, 
I really didn't enjoy the Catholic experience so much. And when I was staying in a corporate apartment, they, I decided to check out some different churches and I really started to wrestle with my faith. What did I believe and why did I believe it? And as I did that, I really realized that I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm. And I had gone to a Bible study in the new condo that I got and it was marketed as get to know your neighbors, but it was really a Bible study that some young seminary student had started probably to get college credit. But <laughs> as a result of it, after about nine months, every week he would ask me if I was ready to make a decision. And I wasn't until I had really researched it. But then finally on December 7th in 1987, I gave my life to the Lord. Mm. That's huge. And you know, I, Jim, I just want to point out the fact that what you said, it, someone in your essentially neighborhood, in your condo association, went out of the, maybe maybe if, even for a seminary student, it would be out of their comfort zone to just say, I'm going to step out and I'm going to do something um, for my neighbors and show them the love of Jesus and having a Bible study and um, what an impact that made and changed your life forever, right? Absolutely. That is so encouraging. Big course correction. So as you found yourself in Dallas, what was that workplace that you were in? I Bristol Myers Squibb is who I worked with at the time, and they had relocated me down here to Dallas to be a first time supervisor. And it was different after I had made a decision. Right. I think before I was definitely climbing a ladder for the purpose of making us piles and piles of money versus mm-hmm. really working on purpose. Mm-hmm. And so there started to be a shift inside of my heart, but it's not something that happens overnight. It's something that kind of has manifest and grown year after year after year. Mm. So I I like talking about that because, you know, a lot of people wonder, like, how did the light bulb go on? How did you m- make a connection between your faith and your work? And you just said that for you, it, it was a process as you were probably, um, did it have to do with as you were learning more of scripture? I think when I first became a believer, I didn't know that much really about the Bible Mm -hmm. and what I was supposed to do. I didn't know anything other than being a Catholic, walk in and walk out. And so somebody said, well, what would you like to do? Because I joined a church and they said, well, what do you want to do? And it's like, well, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. The only thing I could think of is that the youth were younger than me. So I guess I'll help there. And really, when I look back, my spiritual maturity was probably at that level. And so I got to learn alongside them and a lot of the other people that were working with me were my age, but they really weren't driven by a career. So I was doing a lot of traveling and flying at the time, but I would try to be there on Wednesday and on Sunday morning. And the Lord, ever since I became a believer, has hemmed me in and surrounded me by very strong believers, Mm. committed families with um, strong spiritual disciplines. So I got to be around that and it started to be something that I slowly adopted myself. Mm -hmm. And then I went to, when I left Bristol Myers, I went to work for a small company that was run by a bunch of Southern Baptists and had really Christian values in place. And that kind of helped me live it out at work. You know, we would pray over deals that we wanted to win. We would pray for one another. If there was issues between sales and finance you know, prayer was our go-to place. And so I was fortunate to have that as part of my early career too. And it's been part of it ever since. Mm. And did that surprise you when you started to see that right there in the workplace? You know, 
ignorance is bliss. And when you're young, even though in my twenties, I thought I was smart, I was still highly impressionable. And so if that was the way that it was, it was like, Oh, well this works. And I would just (laughs) kind of roll with it. So I didn't have a resistance to it, nor did I have a preconceived knowledge that it should or shouldn't be that way. It, It probably isn't as, as obvious when you're young, because you don't know any different. And if that's what it is, you might think that's what normal is. Hmm. Well, that that would only be a hope that people would experience that that way. That's just great. So tell me how you've seen Jesus work through you in your workplace. Yeah. Well, I think every day you have to show up and you show up with the Lord. You're an ambassador representing him by what you say, what you don't say how you respond and how you encourage. And so I really want to be that light very intentionally. And I've been given a large global platform in many of the jobs that I do. And so the spotlight is on you. It's as if you live in a fishbowl and you want to bring that honor. So I have a pretty good filter that I want to make sure that everything that would be is nice. said right. <laughs> I'd like to get one of those. Can I get one of those? Can we do a transplant? <laughs> and you, you know, I believe that my work is my mission, mm-hmm. that it's a calling. And mm-hmm. I wish the church celebrated the calling in the same way that they do a missionary where they will school them, prepare them and equip them and then send them. Yeah. And because there's people out there that need what I have to share with them. They've been designated probably by God and I'm the one that sent. And do I receive that assignment well? And how do I extend an invitation, be available get the job done, honor and serve, give him all the glory for any of the fruit that's there. But I feel like my personal mission at this stage in my life is definitely executives. Um, I remember when I was young and at the church, people would say, well, who's your people group? And, you know, they would say Africa, they would say Middle East, the homeless, you know, working mothers, whatever Mm -hmm. they would say. But my burden was always the execs. So Kelly, you said so many powerful things that um, I just want to hone in on a couple of them. And one of them was where you said you wish the church saw the equipping of the, the missionaries in the workplace the same as they do the missionaries that go overseas. And then who your people group was, you felt called to the executives. So how how have you been able to get equipped and serve the executives um, with with not having that that focus coming from the church necessarily. Right. Well, I think that the mission of the church is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And I think the majority of the body of Christ has a vocational call. Mm -hmm. And I hope that the church does more with the equipping going forward in the future. But in the gap, forward is there. And we're willing to equip our women on the way there, I know my church is working on a program to consider what it could do in this area. Mm-hmm. So I think their eyes have been open or at least provoked to the possibility of what more could be done. The executives, though, is the people group that I've always had a burden for. And um, if you ever go to a church and you say, well, I'd like to help with the executive ministry, it probably doesn't exist. <laughs> True. And, <laughs> you know, you can do homeless, you can do hospitality, you can feed, greet, etc. work on the the soundboard, uh, but there was nothing for executives. And that's really who my burden is for because they need Christ as much as everyone else. They just don't have material needs, mm-hmm. but they have challenges and troubles and hopes and dreams, children that have gone wayward, you know, customers who've gone rogue, people who've embezzled, people who steep, chill, steep and chill, 
And so we've got to figure out how do we help them. And early on, I realized in order to have credibility, I'd have to be peer to peer. Mm -hmm. And so I kept my head down and did my job and worked and was able to escalate through the organization to the point that I was one of the execs. And so you obviously had the collegiality there as an opportunity to speak in their life. But today as an executive coach, I sit on the outside and I help advise them. And that advice is coming from really decades of experience working around the globe. Mm -hmm. And so I've earned a right to have a seat with them. And when you're there, you're basically talking about character, chemistry, and competence. And most organizations find brilliant people to hire that are competent, but their Achilles heel is typically character. Do they have Mm -hmm. the character to steward the opportunity? And so that's where a lot of our coaching happens to center around And I will let them know that everything that we do is based on scripture. We spent a year in the word saying, what does the Bible say about every function of business? And so everything that we advise to is based on scripture. We simply don't market it that way. But if they ask, we'll share it with them. Mm -hmm. And it's our hope that they do it based on the word. Mm. So I want to just step back for a minute because I don't know if we did. I miss it. But how did you get started with the forward women? I mean, I could see that you Mm. saw a need As a C-level executive, you saw a need for it, but this has only been around since 2011, and you were a C-level executive long before 2011. As we talk with Kelly Thurman today, Kelly Thurman, tell us why Forward Women? How did you get connected? Well, as I said, for our company at Advisor, that's what we do is based on the word. And so my friends at church knew that this is also the way that we conduct our business, and they asked me to help them build a mentoring program. And so I did what anybody else does. I Googled it and I said, you know, professional Christian mentoring. And the only thing that came up was really Diane's forward mentoring. And so I called Diane and I asked for a meeting. We met. She explained her program. I said, this is interesting. I'd like to sign up and see what the experience is like. So I signed up to be a mentor. We found out that we both went to Oregon State together and didn't even know it. And then I got so intrigued by forward. I said, Hey, this is really great. This is what I've been looking for. I sure wish you all existed when I was younger. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so as I traveled, I would just stop in at different cities and see the groups. And I thought, Oh my goodness, I finally met my people, professional Christian women where faith is their priority. Family is very important to them. And yet they feel like they have a marketplace call where they're celebrated. And so I really found my tribe, my people to be with. And I love being with them because I am understood. I know when people have to miss because of a crushing deadline. And I also can sympathize when they have to be home to feed a child. Mm -hmm. And so I just love that we're here celebrating one another in our marketplace call. And then we're leading, supporting and equipping each other to really thrive in that destiny. Mm. That's so powerful. And and for you, when you, you said you actually gone to different cities and been in the different local groups where they've been, how are you seeing women, you know, how it affected you. And you said, I found my people. What kinds of things are you hearing from the women that are attending as well? I think you're going to hear that universally. Uh, I think a lot of us tried to go to different things at our churches mm-hmm. and yet the dialogue that we had really wasn't celebrated or it wasn't convenient or it was not sustainable. And so when we finally find a group of people that have like-mindedness, right, that the Lord is the central plumb line, and yet they also really know that they have something to accomplish at work, that they feel very excited. 
and yet they still want to grow. They want to make a difference in it. They want to do it with excellence. And I, when I meet most people, they're a little bit stunned at how much we've marinated in the word and make sure that everything that we speak to is based on scripture. And I think for me at the church, one of the things I would hope to do is what I call take all the spiritually unemployed people who come in and their gifting is a marketplace area and get them equipped on what the scripture says about sales. What does it say about marketing? What does it say about supply chain management? And go spend time with God, getting that knowledge and then coming back and equipping and pouring out, not only based on the word, but on experience to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So the next generation coming behind us will have all of that deep in their heart so that the decisions they make will be based on God's word. Mm. You know, one of the things we've seen in today's generations, all the ones that are out there in the workforce, and there's four or five of them, depending on where you're at, is that there's a desperate need for us older folks to invest our lives in the young folks. How is forward women making that possible? Because you're a woman with lots of experience. There are tons of 20, 30 and 40 year old women who would love to get their, they would love to get their hands on what you know. How does forward women make that possible? We basically do it through mentoring, which is one-on-one. They can sign up. They're paired with a mentor who has industry experience or functional experience that they're looking for. And it could help them on their professional life or on their personal life. I think that's probably the apex of the issue for a professional working woman that's a Christian is how do I pursue professional success and personal satisfaction and spiritual alignment at the same time? So that's really the trifecta that we're aiming for. And so none of us say we know all the answers, but we're willing to tell you what we did right and did wrong so that they can have a path that they could potentially pursue. So the mentoring is definitely one platform. The other is the groups, and it's a little bit larger scale. There's a little bit more equipping that gets done on a macro level rather than a unit of one-to-one. And then there's all the online content that they can have access to. And we're building a network that will be able to help people hire and um, retain us in terms of we'd love to have the best laborers out there that everybody wants to hire a forward Mm -hmm. woman because they've been invested in their leadership is strong. Their character is strong. Their functional competence and skills are excellent. And that's ultimately like where we want to be in the future. Mm. You know, Jim, it reminds me of one of the things we talked about earlier is the um, the I work for him nation pledge where People pledge to pray for their employees and to care for their employees and to share Christ with them. But one of the things we say is to be a person of excellence in your workplace. You know, what better reflection of Christ can we be than if we're doing what he's equipped us to do in the most excellent of ways. So I love that idea of actually, it's almost like a stamp on there. If somebody says they're a forward woman uh, member, that it would, it would be an affirmation for an employer that this might be a really great hire for someone. So, well, we'll pray that that will happen um, all over the country. Absolutely. Okay. So want to make sure people know they can get a hold of forward women online, mm-hmm. forwardwomen.org, forwardwomen.org. And Martha, you've got a book that uh, they've written that we'd like to give away this week. That's right. So um, compliments of Broad Street, which is the publisher for this book, which we love Broad Street. Be Refreshed is a year of devotions for women in the workplace. And this has been written by Diane Pattison, 
with otherwomenfromforwardwomen.org. And our guest today is one of the contributors. And um, so Kelly Thurman, she has a couple of devotionals in here. But Jim, this is set up in such a way that um, it's read throughout the week. And then on the um, weekend, there's a time for reflect and refresh and really helping a woman to put things in perspective with scripture at the center of it. So um, we just want to thank um, Kelly Thurman for being here as our guest today. And we're talking about Forward Women, the ministry forwardwomen.org is their website. And Kelly, recently Forward Women put together a devotional and you had the opportunity to contribute to that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this devotional from your perspective? You know, women don't have working women don't have a lot of time. And so we wanted to create something that would be a quick and easy thing to digest. If you'll almost think a quick convenience store stop, it's not going to take a long time. You don't have to sift through a lot, but it will get right to the point with something that you can chew on. And we wanted to be from the heart, but also based on scripture. And so we put a call out to our women to say, can you submit something? And many, many of them did. And Diane and her team did an amazing job of assembling this to be able to put it together in a book. And I think one of the interesting things about the book is that it also doesn't have dates. So it doesn't say January 25th, 26th. Mm -hmm. So that if you miss a day, you don't feel guilty because working women want to get (laughs) get all the box. That's right. You get to go through it at your own pace, no matter what day or week it is going through there. And the idea was just to be able to separate for just a moment and seek the presence of the Lord and hear what he has to say. They'll get a scripture and they'll hear a woman's voice speaking through it. Mm. No guilt dates. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't deal with that. I want to know that I'm on. But that's what, but that's the whole point. The women do too, but it gets just one more thing to feel guilty about. All right. So so let's talk about that guilt. Let's talk about the time you as a, uh, an executive woman. One of the things we've seen, throughout the years of being on the air is that ladies struggle with this whole wonder woman complex. They try to be, they try to be the end all the beat all for everything, for their families, for their husbands, if they've got one for their employees, for their business, for their board of directors. How, what did that look like for Kelly Thurman as she was rising through the ranks? How did you deal with that pressure? You know, I think everybody thinks they're unique, but I'm one also is that, I got married for the first time um, last March. So wow, this okay. is relatively new to me. And I'm definitely one of those people is you pay the price for success, but you also pay the price for failure. You pay either way is the mm-hmm. way that you look at it. So I was fortunate to have an extraordinary career, but I did leave a lot to be able to get that. And uh, the year that I left EDS, I was on the road 285 days. Oh, and oh my. it took a lot to have global responsibility. and. I was 40 and I woke up and said, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I still have personal goals that I want to pursue. So that started my transition, if you will, to where I'm at today. So I know the personal price that I paid. And I also was alongside a few other women that would have families and careers and honestly keeping all the plates spinning. And it was everything that they could do to just have a moment to breathe. And so I think it is an ongoing struggle that Mm -hmm. everybody has. And they have to really reconcile it. And for me, I always encourage everybody, don't listen to what Kelly says. Listen to what the Lord says, because he has an assignment and he doesn't care about your sacrifice. What he wants is your obedience. Mm. You have to be in the word enough because everything we need for life and godliness is there. And he will speak to you if you will seek him. And if we put him first, then all these other things will be added unto us. 
And so I think that the key is to be able to hear him and obey and then rest and leave it all up to him. But if you're surrounded by people that will celebrate you in whatever your yes answer is, then I think that all of a sudden that pressure or the media's pressure or even, frankly, the church's expectation of a script that you're supposed to follow can start to fall away and you get to just be who God's called you to be. Wow, that's a powerful story. Mm-hmm. So you really, you just worked. I mean, if you I were trying. All I did was study the word and worked. And so I had two notes and that was about it. And today in my executive coaching practice, I'm very intentional to help my execs have three resumes, a vocational resume, they have to have an interesting resume, and they have to have a legacy resume. And when they do that, they're going to be a much more well-rounded person. And when I came across this for myself, I started to be far more intentional, and it actually helped my leadership going forward. Hmm. Uh, What's a legacy resume? This is really your family and your friends that you leave behind, those that are really at your, your bedside when you die type of a thing. How did I pour into them? What difference did I make in their life? What memories did I make? What experiences did I share? What difference did I make? And that's very intentional. And if you don't plan it and schedule it, it can be one of the things that we forego. Uh, Simply, the other one is the interesting resume. A lot of people think, well, all I can do is work and be with my family. But God's probably put desires in your heart. And I always tell people that uh, the scripture that I really meditate on a lot is delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And the Latin root word of desire is de sire, which means seed of the father. So that desire is from the Lord. And if you have a desire and an interest and a passion to go and pursue it, my desires happen to be work in the Lord. I love it so much that I got to have a playground doing both for many, many years. And so I love what I get to do today professionally. That's what I do as an executive coach. And I also get to do it with forward and I get to do it at my church. So I'm just one of those really, really blessed people on the planet. Mm. And, and you're feeding that into other women. How are you seeing the impact? Like when, when you're having conversations or when women come to the local meetings, um, Kelly Thurman, we're just, first, I'm just going to remind the listeners who we're talking to. Kelly is the uh, chair of the board for Forward Women at their website is forwardwomen.org. And we're just highlighting this ministry all week long because of the the huge need that there is for women to have a place to connect their faith and their work and to understand that we don't live in buckets, that God has changed all of our life and living that out together in connection. So when you're when you're gathering in the local meetings, um, is there a topic each time that you're talking about? Is there a speaker? What does that look like and how does it impact the women? The formats of the meetings vary based on the location and the maturity of the group and the number of leaders that we have in the group. But typically there is an objective of the meeting. Sometimes it's a message in a scripture based off of a blog that was recently posted and people come and engage in dialogue. And that can be the entirety of the meeting. Other meetings we have that are called equipping meetings where we have a cadre of different motivational or skills professionals that come in and impart to them. And then we always make sure at every meeting we leave time for Q&A and for prayer Mm. so that people can come and ask practical questions about what they experienced at work this week. And it was a slippery slope. And how do I stand? Or if something has bled over or leaked into their personal life, 
what have other people done that they can glean and get insights on. And so every meeting will have the prayer and the questions. The format can be more rigorous and intentional, or it can be a little bit more fluid depending on the group and, you know, how much they can support um, really creating programs and events versus simple gatherings. Mm. So a little something for everybody, and but the most important part is to find out if there is a group in someone's location or nearby that they can get involved in, and they can find that on forwardwomen.org. And then also, I want to just... forwardwomen.org, yes. not forwardwomen, forwardwomen. Yes, it's a four, just like I work for him. That's right. So we like the number, number four. four. <laughs> That's right. So... um. And then the other thing I really want our listeners to hear about is that just that the fact that the mentoring program can be done virtually. So if they find themselves in a city that does not yet have a local group, they can start the process, get some mentoring, get connected virtually. And then maybe if the Lord puts it on their heart or um, a couple of women's heart, that they maybe could start a local group in their own community. Speak to that a little bit. Have you have you watched some of these new communities grow? I've actually been able to be a part of a couple of them. Mm-hmm. My first mentee when I started was based out in Southern California in Los Angeles. So she wasn't here in Dallas. She was out there and I was able to work with her and she wanted more community and connection. Mm-hmm. And so we used our work, our network, and we basically found a few other people to come alongside. And then they were able to start a group out there. They also had a young lady that worked for Johnson and Johnson, and she was based out in New Jersey. And we still didn't have a location out in New Jersey. Um, and I would go out there for business to New York. I'm off, oftentimes working with Wall Street on boards of directors. And so I would go up and meet with her every once in a while when I was there. But then we did start a New York chapter and she was able to be a part of that. And we just started for uh, Philadelphia last week, which is actually even closer to her. Fabulous. So they keep on growing. So we, we just keep praying that women will have it stir in their hearts and it will maybe come to their city as well. Give us one success story. Somebody that you've seen get involved in forward women who maybe came in frazzled, disconnected for their faith and their work, disconnected, frustrated with what's going on in their work life. And you see them today as a successful woman in the workplace. Yeah. As I said, that professional success and the personal sacrifice and having a personally satisfying life outside of work is probably the crux of almost every conversation. And people want to advance. They feel frustrated as women. They're not given opportunities. So I almost wish that somehow in our tagline, we would say, if you're in a transition, make sure you come and connect because that's usually when most women seek us. Mm. I tell a lot of people um, more faith is required at beginnings and endings because mm. when you get in the middle and you know the routine and you know the drill, you start to become self-reliant. But when you think about leaving something, you start to ask all the questions. What will my life look like if I leave? What will my relations look like? What will my day look like? And that creates an anxiousness and a dependency on God. And going into something new, that also has to happen. Mm. So I would say that they come to us for transitions. And I've seen many people get promoted, change companies and change jobs. Jim, so we've been talking with Kelly Thurman and she is chair of the board for um, forwardwomen.org. And one of the things that I really um, want you to be able to talk about, Kelly, is who... When we're when we're thinking about women and getting together, is it necessary that they all be at the same um, status in their workplace? 
Now, we have something for the young women that are just entering the marketplace and trying to navigate their career and set a trajectory. We have those that are in their 30s that are transitioning, maybe leaving work and coming back. How do you mm-hmm. go off and have children and then re-enter the workforce or stay in and do both? We have some that want to change jobs. They want to work for a different company. We have others that want to change industries and we want to surround them with people. And they're people that are my age that want to be able to give back. And we've even formed a community where we have an accountability group that we meet once a month with about seven different ladies. And we're still believing for what it is that we feel called to do at this stage in our life. So we have little groups that spin off out of all of this based on functional interest or desire. And we're serving those needs too but it's the common problems that the professional Christian women are facing. So we have something for everyone. Now, okay, something for everyone, but a lot of there's a lot of ladies out there that still have the privilege of being stay-at-home moms, which in a lot of ways, one of the hardest jobs out there. I, <laughs> I agree. Mean, taking care of toddlers and managing a household. Ha, huh, I know I would never do that. Thank you, Martha. I love you. You did a great job. I mean, how about those moms who need a community? Maybe they're, maybe they're, professionals who stayed at home to raise their kids and one day maybe want to get back out there and be a professional. What do you, what do you have for those women? Yeah, we have a lot of people that'll come alongside them, brush up their resume, brush up their language, tell them the skills that they might've missed in the gap in the transition because the world is moving at light speed Mm -hmm. and helping them get up to speed. I'll take my cell phone to meetings and literally hand it to the younger people. And the next thing I know, my phone is all cleaned up and I have the new app on it. (laughs) And so it really works both ways. Um, The key is we want them to be celebrated, whatever their choice is. It doesn't have to be the same choice that other people make, but there's, they're going to be celebrated in what they do decide. They're going to, it's going to be based on scripture and righteousness, and they're going to have an opportunity to be genuine and authentic and real. They don't have to be an image that somebody else is painting for them. Mm, such a good point. And I will tell you, like Jim, for like those people that maybe they leave the workforce to go home and be home raising kids for a while and go back, but and they know that that's going to be their plan, um, you have great online content to stay connected even when you can't go or aren't in the position to go to the local groups. There's the Friday Faves blog. There is the um, Mentoring Mondays radio show. There are books, both the devotional that we're giving away all week, Be Refreshed, um, Diane Patterson's original book, Work, Love, Pray, The Member Insider. I mean, there's just so many online resources for people to stay connected. If you were to pick one of those, Kelly, which would be your favorite online resource? that you take advantage of? Well, I get the blogs and I read them. And I think what most people do is they look at them and they say, which ones are really relevant to me and Mm -hmm. what I'm going through at this time. Mm -hmm. So it's curated content with the interests of our constituents in mind. And so they've basically gone out there and done all the scouring. So for me, it's a five minute exercise instead of a 20 minute. It's brilliant because it's like you said, it's relevant, but we didn't have to search all these different periodicals. They're bringing it to us in a nice format. So kudos to whoever works on that. (laughs) That's Jordan. She does a great job. Good job, Jordan. You save us all a lot of time. So, um, you know, we've been talking all week long about forward women and just this ministry that is for women in the workplace that um, can come together that can be fed, that can be challenged, that can be mentored through the mentoring program. And Kelly Thurman has been our guest all day today. She is the chairman of the board 
for Forward Women. And you can find out all these resources that we've been talking about at forwardwomen.org. That's the number four wordwomen.org. So Kelly Thurman, chair of the board for Forward Women, if there's a listener that's listening to the show today or the podcast later on and they say, I want to have a Forward Women group in my city, how hard is that to get accomplished? Mm-hmm. Basically, you want to pray about it. You want to find other like-minded friends that want to join you. You want to gather and reach out to us. Susan Tolls would be happy to sit down and talk to them. We have a path, a path and a plan. They won't be alone. They're supported and we have all the tools that they need. So they don't have to do a lot of preparation. They just have to reach out to their network, extend an invitation, ask God to breathe on it and show Mm -hmm. up and watch him go to work. It's absolutely amazing when you see these women feel like they're led, supported, connected and celebrated. Hmm. It's a great thing to be a part of. Wow. Okay. So I'm a story guy. That's what we love to highlight here in I Work Ram. Talk uh, about some of the stories you've seen. What are some of the amazing miracles of God you've seen as a result of being the chair of the board for Four Word Women? Talk talk to us about some of those amazing Jesus stories. Well, I've seen women whose marriages were broken get healed. This last weekend, there was a woman who told us that she found her husband cheating and she realized she put too much time into work and not enough time into family and she wants to get this right. And she's still committed to working through it all and owning her part in it. I've seen women that have decided to have children that thought that maybe I needed to stay at work. I've seen women who say that they don't want to have children, that they feel like their legacy is in the marketplace and serving others be celebrated and not looked down upon finally feel like, oh my gosh, I can just be who I am Mm -hmm. and not have to have the church telling me I'm less than. Um, I can tell you for me personally, the biggest Achilles heel in my life is that I always wanted to be married. And I had a huge amount of professional success, but I didn't have people believe in me personally for the biggest dream of my life. Mm -hmm. And that's what Diane did for me. She said, oh, absolutely, you're going to get married. And I know lots of people you should meet. And I was dating a gentleman (laughs) at the time. And the belief of what I would call fellow sisters that came alongside me and prayed with me on my personal life as I helped them on their professional life. And then threw me amazing wedding showers and helped me navigate getting married. And so I'm here today with a promise that God gave me decades ago. People sometimes think that they tarry for a little while. We're talking 30 years. I wanted to be married and that happened for me. And I see a lot of single women that come to this organization that just get a whole bunch of hope that things are happening. And I think we're up to like six or seven marriages today. (laughs) And so we're celebrating with the married, with the single, with those moms, with people that love to work, love God. And it's just a fun community to be a part of. We're believing that everyone can achieve their destiny. Hmm. And that's why you're chair of the board. (laughs) That's right. Forwardwomen.org forwardwomen.org. Kelly Thurman, last couple of thoughts here. As you, there's all kinds of women listening to the show today from a young adult. You know what? There's a lot of men listening to the show today. Hopefully they haven't turned it off. I probably should have addressed them earlier in the show. Um, talk, to, talk to the listeners about why, if they're men listening, why their professional women, their professional wives should be getting involved in forward women. Why the women listening today should get involved. I mean, speak to the audience today. Mm-hmm. Well, I think God has a plan and a destiny for all of us, and it's something we shouldn't shrink away from. In fact, I think God's plans are so much bigger 
that most people settle in for a life that they think that they can manage and control rather than a, a, a call on their life that is so big and extraordinary, it requires God's participation and the willingness to say yes and have others come alongside and believe with you and lift up your wings as you're flying and be there to help refresh you along the way to achieve it. And husbands and wives can do that for one another. What is your dream? What is your desire? And how do I help you in that calling? And in the beginning, God said, it's not good that man is alone. It's not good that man is alone in the workplace, too. There's a complimentary mm-hmm. voice, perspective, insight that women are able to give that the men don't have. And so we make a difference in the workplace for the men and the women that are there and for the destinies that those women have. I think we're just emerging into that place where we have a voice that we get to share as long as we give God the honor and the glory and we do it with his character and righteousness and excellence. I think that we have a big part of the white, bright harvest field is the marketplace. Mm. And when the church starts to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, and we're making such a difference in people's lives, I think we're really going to see many, many, many people starting to follow the Lord, not just new believers, but we're going to see the existing believers have the character and the impact that they've never had before. Hmm. Wow, those are powerful words, Kelly Thurman. So thankful that you were willing to share those words. Will and Martha, let's highlight the book one more time and, and real quick. That's right there. Devotional put together by Diane, Diane Pattison and the Women from Forward Women is Be Refreshed, a year of devotions for women in the workplace. Kelly Thurman. Thank you so much for being on I Work For Him today. Thanks for sharing more about forwardwomen.org. We're really grateful. Thank you, Kelly. My joy. Thank you kindly. Make sure you call and get a copy of that book, 866-713-9675. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.